0: Hi, I'm Jeremy Robinson and this is the 19th hole. 19th old podcast brought to you by Glow.uk. This week we're at the Vale Golf Club in Worcestershire for event eight on the PGA Euro Pro Tour. I'm delighted that Dan Godding, CEO of the Euro Pro Tour, is with us. Dan, thanks very much for taking the time out. I know you were visiting the Vale anyway, but thanks very much for coming on the podcast.
1: You yeah, were, well, well I was visiting the Vale because we've got a great event here this week. That's why we're here. It's a, it's a brilliant event. Glau, great sponsor. So pleased to be here and uh, yeah, thanks for... Um, Having me on your
0: podcast—it's an absolute pleasure. And to my right, we've got Tim Shepard. Tim is Hello. the head pro here at the Vale Golf Club. So yes. Tim, again, thanks very much for joining us.
2: No problem at all. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely awesome.
0: And we've got a very late substitute has come in, or a replacement—we call him—not a replacement, a substitute. We have got uh,
3: upgrade, surely. An, uh, yeah, upgrade. You even <laughs> Thank it. you. That's yeah. What I'm looking for,
0: yeah. <laughs> so we've, we've got uh, golf journalist and broadcaster who's come to the Vale to do the uh, commentary for the Sky Sports Golf, Kit Alexander.
3: Yeah, here for the EuroPro, which I've been a part of with Dan for a long time now and looking forward to getting Stuck into a few of the subjects we've yeah, got well, coming our way. Let, yeah.
0: Let's just let's just keep things calm at the moment. and Talk <laughs> about really why we are here. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, so thanks guys for joining us today. So Dan, if we could just start with you, and if you've, uh, you were telling me earlier, you've been doing, both of you guys have been doing it now for ten years. Yeah. So if you just give us a bit of background on the on the Euro Pro Tour, please, and just yeah. fill in, uh, you know, how how you're trying to take it forward as well. Well,
1: I took it over in October twenty twelve, which is when Kit and I met on on my first day, pretty much. Um, and um, since then the tour needed a huge amount of work getting it to where it is now. Um, we're arguably um, the biggest developmental tour in the world outside Challenge and, and Corn Ferry and we're really proud of that. So by upgrading TV broadcasts globally, by upgrading the golf courses, um, by upgrading what the sponsors can offer the members, um, the tour has become uh, a stepping stone that everyone can be proud of and is doing a great job and he's putting a lot of players on the on the top tours.
0: And obviously, when you how long have you had world ranking points associated with the tour? That must have been a big, yeah, big plus for the
1: tour. I believe it was 2015. 2016
3: sounds about right. Yeah, yeah I'd yeah. say probably five years, maybe six, yeah, but around, around, that around that mark.
1: Somewhere. That was a huge thing for us, but we fought long and hard about that. When I got involved, that was one of the first major things that I wanted to achieve was uh, official or, or golf rankings and. The PGA uh, worked very hard on that for us to, to make sure that we got it. Mm.
0: So, so, you and the guys at Matchroom and, and the guys involved in all the media, you know, you must be proud of what you've what you've achieved in the last ten years. I mean, you've had some yeah. great players come through as well, haven't you? We have.
1: We'd like to do more, um, but being a third level tour restricts you. Um, you know, sponsors of, of a higher level want to sponsor the main tours, and sponsors of a lower level want to sponsor amateur events. So, we're sort of caught in the middle uh, uh, somewhat, but. We offer a great product that packs a very um, hefty punch um, and we are, we're well used by the sponsors that we do have. We'd like to upgrade price funds, we'd like to upgrade the number of tournaments that we do, um, but sadly um, we have the budgets that we have and we have to do the best that we do with them. So I'm very pleased with the product that we now have. It's, uh, it's world class and, um, and hopefully our players enjoy playing on us.
0: And you, you also, you, so you, you play on some great courses. I mean, this is a, a really good course here. I've been playing here for a, a long time, but you do play on some great courses as well. We
1: do, we do. I'm a little bit of a golf snob. Um, yes, I thought uh, you were. I, 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 um, <laughs> I learned my golf um, at Wobblestone. Um, All right, yeah, awesome you th- are a golf snob. I like to play he He'll drop some names in yeah, now, we, don't we, you worry. We like to name drop on this podcast. And, um, <laughs> and, and I, love, I love a proper golf course that can test you. It doesn't have to be long. Oh. They just need to test you. and. One thing that, that we do on the Euro Pro is we make sure that the schedule is a complete 360 test of golf. So you get your Lynx golf, you get your heathland courses, you get your hilly lies, your windy conditions. You're tested totally right around the clock on this on this tour, and, and that's something that we're really um, you know we really focus on. If you play a full schedule on this tour and you come out as number one, then you can be confident that your game is ready for the European Tour. Mm.
0: So ju- just moving on to on more onto the TV side and the media mm. side of it, you, you say you've been working with Dan for, for, since 2013, it goes around the world. So it must be good fun commentating and then seeing some of these guys who come from the Euro uh, Pro Tour onto the Challenge Tour, such as like Oli Farr did, he mm-hmm. went Euro Pro Challenge Tour Main Tour. From your point of view, commentating and speaking to them and getting to know it must be, must be good.
3: First of all, I love being a part of the Euro Pro Tour. It's a great team, a great tour. And it's absolutely vital within the ecosystem of the game right now. There are so many good young players and frankly, there aren't enough places at the top table for all of them immediately and people develop at different rates. It's testament to the quality of the tour, the success that players have had and gone on and gone to become on DP World Tour winners, Ryder Cup players. I mean. Tyrell Hatton, Aaron Rye, Jordan Smith, Marcus Armitage, Dan Gavins, Johnny Caldwell, can rattle off as many names as you want, Keep who going. just so in the last like, in
0: John the last four know, or five years know, who have guys, come
3: yeah. through the tour. Richard Mansell is the latest one, who looks like he's going to do really big things. Yeah. And it's great for me personally to get to know these guys and be able to follow on their journey, as, and as I do other work as well across yeah, yeah. other tours, the Challenge Tour and more on the DP World Tour now as well. That's great for me to have these relationships. And it's great for me to see that this tour, the Euro Pro Tour, which I've invested a lot of time in in my life. And okay, yeah, it's a job, but I love it. And I love being part of it. And I'm passionate for what this tour does. And it's testament to the quality of the tour, the venues, the standard of the golf and the golfers themselves, that they've taken this stepping stone and been able to go on and achieve what they are in the game. So I love being a part of it because I enjoy it, yeah. and because I truly believe in what it does in the game and the start it gives these players.
1: Mm. And, and that's something that we've noticed across, you know, all of the team, that, you know, from Kit, who obviously started being on my first day, John Morgan started in that first season as well, um, to now, you know, to Rachel and, you know, bringing Simon on board as well with Gabby, um, everyone is very much invested in it, you know. Yes, of course, it, it's, it's a salary, but, you know, Kit gives thousand times more than what we give him in the passion that he will then send out across his other broadcasts about the EuroPro. So we're very proud of that, and, and it shows that everyone really cares for the tour, which is great.
3: And on the media and TV side of things as well, obviously it's got massive numbers on the social media. I think only the PJ Tour and DP World Tour have bigger numbers, so we punch sort of above ourselves in those terms. And, and you mentioned the broadcasts around the world. I, I'm always amazed how many people I meet watch the Euro Pro Tour or recognise me from the Euro Pro Tour or just say hello or or follow it. It it really does amaze me. So it, it resonates and it has great coverage and is a great platform.
0: I just got one more thing to say. And then we will come to you to so yep. You say, you know, he doesn't. He does a lot more work than he gets paid. But you <laughs> want to watch what you're doing because if yeah, we've got there, that on camera, right? I, uh, I was going to say that. <laughs> we just <laughs> need a little renegotiation actually,
3: probably coming probably up. Probably yeah, yeah. Actually,
0: the I one think there's a man, <laughs> David. David. What's his name? Da- 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 David Fairty yeah. from NBC. Well, actually, we do have. Um, I'll be asking for similar numbers, but to stay
1: at
3: the
0: Euro <laughs> uh, Actually,
1: we were at the third largest engagement, obviously in tournament golf, but obviously we're coming on to yeah, something we're, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we're now we're the fourth third
3: largest engagement of a tour that has world ranking points <laughs> yeah
0: le- le- we'll, we'll get on to we'll get on to the so, so Tim, you're yeah. the, uh, the head pro and I've yes. known you since you were a junior member here yeah. for a long time, so you're the head pro here yeah. at the Vale. Um, you've been the head pro now for two... Yeah,
2: um, just shy of two years of now. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So this is a, the second um, uh, EuroPro event here. Mm-hmm. So the benefits to the Vale Golf Club, I, I mean I hear some of the members moaning, oh they're just doing this for the EuroPro, but from my point of view, I, I think the uh, the benefits go back to the members. All day. Know, the EuroPro creates the changes that have happened yeah, to the course, definitely. for definitely. And the, the members should benefit, some of them moan, but you know, golf club members. Well, <laughs> it I it is. 25% of them join a golf club to moan anyway. <laughs> <laughs> really too worried about playing golf. <laughs> but anyway, <only laughs> that's only my own version. <laughs> <birthday. laughs> we'll talk about it. Anyway, that. so from, from <laughs> the... That's uh, the why well banging uh, on the door. Yeah. Right? yeah, it's, exactly it's a right. a riot. That's why had to lock the door. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but outside of that, so if you could just give us a brief kind of uh, Overview of you know the benefits and what you guys are doing sure. during the week and in the build-up.
2: Absolutely. So the build-up's been absolutely incredible. Um, the hype of the EuroPro being at the Vale Golf and Country Club's immense. The media. We get to use the EuroPro logo on a lot of things. So the moment you come into the the Vale, you can see the EuroPro sign there. Um, even people who aren't golfers who just come to our driving range just to hit golf balls have friend They're asking questions. What's this EuroPro? What's the event? and we're, we're explaining, we get more people involved in the golfing community, which is always a, a bonus in any shape and form, so it's brilliant.
0: And so the, the, and so yeah. the changes that have happened to the course, so obviously Marco, who, uh, the, the Belay family yeah. in the course, so they've gone about making these changes, which have been pretty dramatic in I mean and so if you could oh, explain uh, just some of the changes. I, that I mean, I'd And they'll shown, obviously, on the TV programme. That yeah, they
2: out. I mean, this is the one area I absolutely love telling people. Um, the investments made in the golf club, on the golf course right now, like the seventh hole, eighth hole, you got the tenth hole, you got the seventeenth hole. You got areas where we have made the the holes longer, trickier. Yeah. And I was very fortunate to actually play this week. <laughs> I haven't played very well, but I have well, played. We, 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 we'll
0: we'll just that's play. Please, yeah. We're, 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 <laughs> I wouldn't even call it
2: playing, but no, no, it was no, just, just I was like, there. Sign <laughs> <laughs> the scorecard. It was yeah, it was it was amazing <laughs> fun. But just to like, ask questions to the lads I was playing with. And the, the groups are heading behind saying, like How you find it? What's going on? And they're like, Well, the, what have you done to the eighth hole? You've, you've,
1: yeah, you know, and the 17th well,
2: seven amazing. That's a beast of a hole yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, that part four was a bit of a, a nothing hole beforehand. I would, but now you've got over the water. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Everyone, yeah. uh, you see on the socials, all the Instagram stories, everyone's taken videos and pictures of the 17th over yeah, the water. It's incredible. It's, it is amazing. Yeah. And yeah. it is massive pride. Really, really yeah. happy.
0: Yeah, they don't have 17 tall. I mean, it obviously with been firm and running at the moment. Mm. It's not playing quite so but I mean, I've played there, uh, you know, into the wind, and I'm, man, it's a beast. It's, it is huge. It really it is. is. It's, you know, it's too long for someone like me and you now. <laughs> be alright. So, so just moving on from that. Obviously, that you know, there've been a lot of changes. Yeah. And, uh, uh, any more changes in the pipeline? Do you think? Or? Yeah,
2: there's definitely some in the pipeline. Definitely, uh, winter teas are going to be our next hurdle right Um trying to get a, a good 12 months of golf on right. those uh yeah. tee blocks so when we get yeah. the, the the winter tees up and running I'll be yeah really really happy
0: yeah and, and obviously there's top tracer in the driving range now so
2: I mean that's that's incredible again opening up to more people coming in yeah, um, yeah. playing virtual golf on there we yeah. run competitions on there wow. and again it's just it's just people who I never thought like a lot of my friends who I never would dream of playing golf are coming down to actually just hit balls and mm-hmm. ask questions and get involved. And it's just it's just amazing, nice, nice platform. That's really great. It it's is. The,
1: the tour, I suppose, has had some effect that, that it's sort of you know, developing the definitely.
2: at the same time. Yeah, definitely. That's great.
3: Yeah. I mean, I obviously haven't been here since we were here for the event 12 months ago, and there's so many changes that have happened yeah. for the positive, And it's always good to see that when you go back to a venue that you go to year in, year out, to see it move forwards and evolve. And hopefully the Euro Pro Tour, if it does play some part in that, that's where the members benefit, and the visiting golfers. That the extra attention, the money, the investment, the course condition—all of that moves on year on year, and, mm-hmm. and everyone benefits. And I've certainly seen that returning here this week. Well,
0: I mean, I'm I mean, not I going about members moaning, but I mean, there has been a lot of work done over the yeah. winter time, and there has been quite a bit of winter greens and everything. But,
2: <laughs> yeah, there has. You been. know,
0: if you're if you're a winter golfer, that's fine. But you know, there's no getting away from it. Here, it's on you know clay soil, yeah. and it does get man, it gets muddy doesn't it? Yeah, and, yeah, you know, and it's like all of Worcestershire is clay, mm-hmm. and, however, and they've done a lot of drainage, so I think if the course is really good in the summer, which it seems to be turning into mm. now, you mm. if you're a member of a golf club or here, you've got to accept there's going to be work going on in the winter, and then yeah. you'll get eight months, nine months of yeah. great golf. The bigger picture, you unless you've lived, unless you're playing at Burnham and Barrow or somewhere, <laughs> one of these great links yeah. courses, you can't get 12 months a year yeah. golf in this country. I don't care how much. It's great the
3: joy of the wonderful British climate. Well, it yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, and
0: the joy of clay soil and Worcestershire <laughs> as well. <laughs> jump yeah. in as well. Yeah. So, so moving on from that. So, moving on to the commercial side a bit more of yeah. the Euro So, we, we've got Glau.uk who have supported the event for two years now. We had a 46 team pro am on Tuesday, yeah. and they, these guys had people coming from all over the country. And It, w- it was a tad warm, obviously, <laughs> it was a little yeah. bit warm. So yeah, we're on the wrong day. We possibly <laughs> <cussing laughs> but I said, some people said it's a bit warm for me, but I said, you know, what would you rather have this or so driving wind and rain coming at yeah. you? So, at the yeah. end of the day, they did have a good day. It was a little bit warm. People pay
3: good money to go abroad and play you know, golf exactly in 40 degrees. You <laughs> could do it I'm at, at like, home yeah, this week. Talking,
0: talking, talking about the Middle East. They go and play golf there <laughs> often, yeah. don't they? So, yeah. but, so, from the commercial point of view, certainly from Glass' point of view, I, I know that they, they feel they get a, a good value, just from the Pro Am as well, especially.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've, know, you've, you've brought up something straight away there, you know, to entertain your clients yeah. with these professionals. It, it's an experience like no other. It, it's not something money can't buy. Of course, money can buy that. You can go and do the same on the European tour and, and challenge tour, but. It's, it's an amazing experience for your clients, especially when you're just down the road. Um, you know, to invite 46 teams um, and to have that joy of, you know, your friends and your clients and your supporters playing with the professionals and enjoying the golf club for the day. That's a huge part of it. But the commercial aspect is really uh, focused upon brand recognition. It's making sure that the Glow brand gets out there. But we're using social media to continually uh, push the product, to push the brand. Um, and also, you know, supporting the event is not just an event; it's a case that they'll have three, six, five, um, you know, seven days a week, whatever, to promote their products across the year on the Euro Tour to the entire golfing market. Um, that's pretty much what we uh, what we offer our sponsors. And then, obviously, then you add the Sky Sports program on top of that as well, which you know, 500 million homes, 138 countries. So it's a huge uh, punch. For a sponsor of what you could say is a, a small event in in terms of golf, but it's um, but we offer a lot and we really focus on what we can commercially offer our sponsors. Yeah,
0: and mm. I mean we've had, uh, we, had quite f- we had probably half a dozen members teams. Yeah, and and, yeah. and the members teams who buy the teams, you know, <coughs> it's great that to me that they they buy a team at their home course. There's one they want to be involved in the event. They don't usually get it, but also those ones who are buying a team are putting a value on playing with a professional golfer yeah Where some of them come up to me and go i'm not paying that kind of money to play my own course (laughs) well you've got to put a value on playing with a pro yeah that's the thing and they're young guys these guys and they're you know the prize money as we know it's not huge prize money but these these people who play with the amateurs i mean some friends of mine who have been playing the members they've loved it and they've been Look, and the pros have had a good time, <coughs> and the amateurs. So it's great. They make a bit of friendship, and but mm. I think it's important that the members at a golf club. I mean, we're we're all pros or ex-pros or has-been golfers or something <laughs> like that. Anyway, but you've, you've got we're counting that. we very <laughs> generous. <laughs> They've got to, the members have got to put a value on and a sponsor has got to put a value on playing with the pro he might not be a household name but well the thing is he,
3: he might be a household name one day and if you Absolutely. played in a Euro Pro program and with Tyrrell Hatton and then you get to see him in the Ryder Cup or with Jordan yeah, Smith one. and you get to see him lift a DP World Tour title any of the other guys I've named already yeah. even the ones that just make it to the main tour but maybe don't yeah. win yeah. what price would you put on saying yeah. I played with him well, early exactly in his career do do that, no? I've got they're this they're... story I've got that story yeah. what a great day it was yeah. I know that guy
0: yeah and in fact, I think they go a bit further. Some of them they actually say, if he hadn't played with me, wouldn't it be the same player he is
3: now. And <laughs> well, who's to dispute it? it? Who knows? Yeah. Who's yeah. To it? It's yeah. funny,
1: actually. You say that the amount of times that we'll get um, that type of um, opinion from the members about paying to play on their own golf course, and then they'll come off after 18, and they'll become an actual supporter or sponsor yeah, I mean of that say. player. It happens so many times yeah. across the season, um, where where you know it's almost like you know having your own racehorse. You know, it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. a lot cheaper. Um, then have <laughs> and it's very exciting, you mm. know, to constantly see these players develop. Mm. And any guys, I mean, the 46 that played in that program, I mean, seriously, any one of those 46 mm. could, could be right in a cup or European tour, USB tour the next few years.
0: But we manage some, some young golfers and that, and you know, they're not household names. And I, I genuinely like to see them doing well, but I think it's so important that the, the members, and not only here, but at the other events you run. Put a bit of value on playing with a pro. I mm-hmm. mean, you can't get a plumber around to your house and say, Oh, you're a nice bloke, but I'm not paying you anything. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's the same. Yeah. I, I look at it and say, so I've always kind of said the same thing about it. So, yeah, so it's really good that is that we, we have a good program here, and, it, and the members do seem to enjoy it. Yeah, I and mean, the members actually get behind the event pretty good because there's loads of volunteers out yeah. there, aren't that's, there? Yeah, that's, we, that's we what I'm gonna
2: say. The army of volunteers we have yeah. these last few days, it just shows that they're not really too fussed about almost giving their course up for a week. Yeah. They're more than happy too because they all get involved as they soon. as they, they, it, they love it, know. absolutely yeah. love it, and the smiles on the faces. Just I was just sat on the balcony just watching all of our members come in and they're just smiling like yeah, ear great. to ear, just loving it. What yeah, a great just, day and you know get a bit a bit of conversation going with the pros and saying what lovely people and like what what a great atmosphere. And I was like, yeah, that's the Euro Pro great Tour great, for yeah. you.
0: So just just changing the subject. Um, <coughs> very slightly at the moment before we get on to the main topic of conversation. Okay, I just wanna just a quick quick brief from you three guys of how you actually got into golf. You're a golf snob. I am. As you, as you I am a golf snob, yeah. So just just say why you are a I, golf I snob. Was and very, how, well, I was very when and how did you become a snob? Well assistant? I was
1: very lucky enough to grow up in the Mecca really, of, of UK golf courses. So um I grew up in Surrey and I thought you were going to say like hillside. I was able, as 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 able <laughs> to, I was able to play some <laughs> of the best well, courses how? from a very young age. And of course, when you were a junior, b- back then in the 90s especially, memberships to these courses were so 70s. cheap. Um <laughs> And, and, <laughs> and, and, and so affordable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And we, we had some great professional golfers. I mean, Jim Christie at Wawceston. Yeah. You know, some real high-level professionals teaching kids, mm. you know, that, that were joining for 75, 80 pound a year. You know, and, and it, was a, it was a good time. Um, since then, I I love... Like everyone does um, a very nice venue and by, by what I mean that is not long short not tight what I mean by that is a venue that can test you fairly mm. um, and some venues especially for the pros that we've got on this tour have to be long um, you know we went out there and played a 6-4 um, these pros would be hitting all the par 4s in, in off, off the tee so we have to make sure they're long um, but still when we come to a venue like this, and the work that Marco's done recently here, and the team have done to improve this golf course, is just sending it into the higher levels of championship venues, um, and you know, the Vale is becoming, I think, one of the best championship venues in the UK, um, and we'll definitely be holding, you know, larger events and ask if they wish to do so. Well, so that's yeah. High, um, high
0: that's amazing, golf yeah. Snob. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so I said before you were a junior member here. Yeah. I remember when uh, when you were a junior <laughs> member here. So you just started playing golf just what for the fun of it?
2: No, um, I was I absolutely loved my rugby at the time. All oh, right, okay. And my brother actually had lessons given to him for his birthday. Yeah, didn't want them. Said, do you want them? I was like, you know what? How hard could it be? Mm. And from the first literally the first moment I hit the ball, I fell in love. And uh, the PJ Pro at the time who gave me my first ever lesson, mm. I now. Teach him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just absolutely That's incredible. Nice. It just shows how Love that. it all spins around. So, no, so that was it really.
3: Loved it.
0: And, and you're kind of into sport? And, and go yeah, I played sport.
3: a lot of football when I was growing up. And yeah. not too dissimilarly. It was kind of a weird lesson thing. My dad got a, a free lesson when he joined the gym. I just went along and hit some balls in the bay and mm. was making alright contact, not really knowing what I was doing. And the pro just said, bit, you should get your out. lad into it as well. I think I was 15 or 16. so just sort of played and and coming into it from a professional level, I've come from a journalistic background. So I've got a master's in magazine journalism. I went and started writing for golf magazines straight out of university. I've written for the three major ones in the UK, today's Golf for Golf World and now a little bit for Golf Monthly as well. And the broadcast thing kind of came along a little bit by accident when Dan saw me interviewing a few players 10 years ago. Yeah. Asked me if I wanted to so do that in front so of camera. And
0: so you are a golf professional, really,
1: then,
3: by the <laughs> <laughs> Professional at talking about it. So basically,
1: when I started, um, we were going into our tour champs. And um, and we had no magazine coverage at all. And, and I was quite angry about that. So I called the first golf magazine that came to mind, which was Today's Golfer. And, um, and a young journalist picked up the phone, and I said, "Where are you? Why aren't you coming down?" He said, "Well, I'll come down and do a feature, didn't you?" So he mm-hmm. came down and did a cracking feature for us, a six-page feature, wasn't it? About mm-hmm. like four of our top yeah. pros at the time. And uh, we just kicked it off straight away. And I love, I love Kit's whole demeanour and the way he presents. And and, um, and I said, "Well, look, we're doing our new program next year. Can you be on it?" And that was it. it? Yeah. So,
3: I jumped at the chance, and it's yeah, here gone we are, from there. Yeah. Here we are. It was
1: even before John Morgan.
0: Uh, <laughs> so there we go. so yeah. talking about jumping ship, we'll, we'll get there in a minute, but we're not quite there. But <laughs> so thank you very much for, for coming to join us today and uh, for bringing the, the tour here again this year. You know, We, we like it. Blackstar love doing it. These guys like yeah, doing love it. it. So just moving on from the Euro Pro Tour, I, I was lucky enough to beat the Open Championship last year, oh, last week. Sorry, it was one of the uh, players we look after, Jamie Rutherford, did, who won your Order of Merit. Of, of course, course. Yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Talking about mm-hmm. that, I, thought, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so there's a link. Anyway, so he uh, he qualified at Prince's, mm-hmm. and then he uh, he went on and he made the cup, played four rounds, mm-hmm. and. Say, so, well, yeah, for a that. Yeah, He played great last year, didn't he? One of the, the most he, consistent player on the tour. He really. was the most
3: consistent player on the tour, hadn't had the win until the tour championships yeah. got it, and I think deservedly that catapulted oh, yeah. him to yeah. the top. And then, yeah, just a few months later, he's teeing it up in the 150th yeah. Open Championship yeah. at St Andrews, and had a decent year on the Challenge Tour yeah, so yeah, far played, as well. He's
0: played well on the Challenge Tour so mm-hmm. far, I had a good result uh, a couple of weeks ago in Italy, and he's like top 40. He's got every chance of getting his card. Mm-hmm carries on if he has a finish like uh, he did the end of last year then you never know so it was a fantastic open championship obviously the 150th st andrews all the build-up but there was talk about other things and and on our podcast this is uh we've we've had a few so far we've always had to have a little mention about the the way golf is changing whether it is for the better or for the worse. golf in, in my opinion in amateur situations and the whole golf kind of thing is booming at the moment and it's boomed since COVID. A lot more people playing golf now and it's picked up and everything. And there's a lot of money in the game professionally wise and then all of a sudden there's a serious amount of money coming into the game. So we all know what we're talking about. We're talking about live golf and obviously yesterday the European Tour have effectively sacked their Ryder Cup captain which two years ago no one would ever dream. People were talking about Who's going to miss out to be the Ryder Cup captain? Is Westwood going to miss out? Is McDowell going to miss out? Mm -hmm. Like Sandy Lyle missed out. Absolutely, every generation there's
3: often one who misses out who Uh, should be it, and we were looking at that again.
0: And now, well, I might be captain soon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think so. But But, you know, so from a from a journalistic point of view, I'll start with you. (laughs) I'll start with you. what what's and in your fraternity of journalists etc i mean obviously probably split down the middle but what, what's the feeling of of your kind of guys
3: to be honest in all honesty it not split down the middle there's a lot of anti-live feeling and i'm at the forefront of that i'm very much against it purely because of the source of the money and i think it's very easy for people who don't care about the source of the money or simply just want there to be more money to kind of put any anti live thoughts down to, oh, well, you're just part of the sort of machine, the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, they're paying you to say that, oh, you're part of the narrative. And I think in all honesty, certainly myself and any journalists I know, have, there's no pressure there. There's no, we're just offering our honest opinions for the most part, um, well, entirely to, to my knowledge. And my honest opinion is that the live Golf's involvement is negative for golf. And that is on the basis of where that money is coming from. And the, therefore, the purpose of it. it is coming from Saudi Arabia and their regime through the PIF. Now, they've not just suddenly woken up and gone, oh, we really love golf. We've loved it for a while now. Let's, let's get involved. The reason they are getting involved in golf is purely for sports washing. Let's not beat around the bush. That is why they are getting involved. And therefore, all they want to do is create a better image for themselves by aligning themselves with a game that for hundreds of years has been thought of, in terms of integrity and etiquette and self-discipline and determination, all of those great characteristics that you want and that you need to succeed in golf, they want to align themselves with that in order to make themselves look better as a regime despite the fact that women still live largely as second-class citizens, that it's illegal to be part of the LGBTQ plus community, that they beheaded 81 people earlier this year, that they've murdered a journalist on foreign soil, all of those things they want to make look good by investing in golf. Now because that is the reason, in my opinion, they don't care about golf, they don't care about the current ecosystem, they don't want to grow the game, and incidentally if they did. I would hazard a guess that stealing the Ryder Cup captain, the Europe's Ryder Cup captain, when the Ryder Cup is the single biggest event in golf, is no way to go about growing the game if they were trying to do that. So the whole source of the money means they are coming in, they want to blow up the current golf ecosystem, they don't want to work within the structure, within the tours, they want to steal from it and poach from it, and they don't care what they do to golf. And they could, in two or three years' time, say, Well, do you know what, we're bored with golf now, or we're not gonna put quite a focus on it, we'll invest in other areas in which we want to see growth, which they have done with many sports, and then where would that leave golf? For me, I don't like where the money's coming from, and I don't like what that's doing to the game and what it will continue to do to the game as a result of that.
0: So for a man (laughs) man who runs a tour that is a feeder tour, well, uh, not a feeder tour, but attached to the European tour, uh, what, what's your views on Live, And then I'll give you my views. <laughs> okay, well,
1: <laughs> I suppose where my views are, um, really, are, are quite simply that, you know, to develop the game, you need to develop the source. Um, and, you know, we aren't, as I said earlier, on about being you know, the world's leading developmental toy. That's challenging challenge, and contrary. Um, I would have thought that one of the first phones to have run would have been mine, um, to ask, how can we develop the game? We haven't had any communication whatsoever from any tour, um, not just Live, but from you know from the from the DP World Challenge as well, um, about how we can further it, how we can develop it, how we can invest, um, and that is something that sands me a little bit. With so much money at the very top end of the game right now, for absolutely zero to come down to the developmental stages. Now it's not the same across the board. I mean, when you look at football, clubs have academies. Mm. Um, golf tours don't have academies. We are effectively um, the DP World Tours, the European Tours academy at the bottom grassroots. That's what we are effectively are, um, and we are doing it completely all on our own. There's no federation. There's no government backing. There's no golf support from England Golf. Um, we are doing it completely on our well. own, and that is something that with these larger tours and more money coming into the game, I'd like to see get fed down. With regards to the DP World um, and Challenge Tour, look, we get five cards each year for the Challenge Tour. Um, We're proud of them, we've worked with the Challenge Tour for over 20 years now. Um, We love the guys at the European Tour, we love the guys at the Challenge Tour. Um, They're great friends of ours and we've got a cracking relationship. Um, And we will continue to have that cracking relationship, um, unless I'm told otherwise. (laughs) So I'm a little bit worried as to where the golf is going right now at the top. Um, I'm a little bit concerned as to, you know, hopefully uh, the top end isn't being devalued in any way, um, because we offer our members a great stepping stone now to the European Tour and now, which has just been confirmed, they get the stepping stone now to the PGA Tour. From 2023 onwards. So, look, it's a great product. We're in a great place. So, you know, I'm I'm pretty confident at the moment that that what we are doing is the correct thing.
0: Mm. I mean, I, I take on your what you we were saying about sports washing. In my opinion, I, I'd slightly I'd say that sports washing has been going on for years with the Olympics. That's always been. Oh, know. they've not invented it. They're no, just no, they're, yeah, no, I, doing I, it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, I agree. <laughs> But my, my, my own view on, on the situation is I think that, personally, the European Tour and the PGA Tour knew this was possibly coming, and of whether it's sports washing, wherever the money is coming from, what mm-hmm. I'm talking about now is where really is the European Tour mm-hmm. going? I mean, I played on the European Tour, and when I was playing, and certainly when I could vaguely play the game in the <laughs> mid-90s, the may, the, there was nearly parity between the two tours, yeah. when, when the exchange rates were pretty similar, etc. And at that time, it seemed, you know, the European Tour tried to keep their best players. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. They tried to keep Sevy and Faldo and all these people who built the Ryder Cup tried to keep them. It just seems to me now that, and I think it's sad that the European Tour is 50 years old. Is it? And now they're giving the top 10 players each year on the European Tour, as, as a journalist wrote, okay. in three years, the top 30 players in the European Tour will be all PGA Tour players.
3: I think that's a really interesting point and Dan you alluded to it there, now there is this definite pathway where the top 10 not otherwise exempt at the end of each season from the the rankings on the DP World Tour get a PGA Tour card. Now I shared kind of a certain amount of shock with the golfing world I think Mm. to see that put in writing in this agreement but I think let's be absolutely honest about this situation that is just making something official that has existed for 10 or 15 years. It has always me, been... But, but I, I, it's, I, it's never in, been a stepping stone or a platform no. in writing officially, but we've all known yeah. for the last 10 or 15 years that's the way it was going. Mm-hmm. Now, from the DP World Tour point of view, look, we all, I'm a far bigger supporter of the DP World Tour than the PGA Tour, just because, you know, I'm, I'm from the UK, I'm European. It's my home tour. I love it. I know a lot of the players that are on it now. I, I work on it. But... We can say the DP World Tour is level with the PGA Tour and try and fight that until we're blue in the face. But sometimes you just have to deal with the reality of a situation and the economic reality of the world that we live in. And right now the DP World Tour knows that that's the place it is. And in order to secure its future, which we all want there to be a, a healthy and buoyant DP World Tour, that was probably the best way to secure its future, and the future, importantly, for its members?
0: Mm, I, I would, uh, I would uh, possibly agree with you. <laughs> I, I
3: think that, uh, there was I a think long pause before you were deciding which pause. way well, you were I, going I find, on that.
0: I find, it hard. I find it hard. I totally agree with you. I mean, the best players, and, I mean, the players that we look after, you know, they want to go and play in the PGA Tour. Certainly, two years ago, that was what they wanted to go and play in the PGA Tour. I find it hard that Keith Pelley sits there and says, we're not a feed at all to the PGA Tour. I mean, when he sits there, he sits there. We're not a feeder tour to the PGA Tour. I mean, give us all a break.
3: It, it's that is the, st- the st- yeah, strategic, the, the strategic
0: s- alliance. is feeding the players. I mean, the Scottish Open yeah. this year, if last year, if you finished 95th in the Order of Merit, you're a full exempt player. You've an everything. You don't get in the yeah. Scottish Open. The American players who come over are given seven and a half thousand dollars each and their expenses, mm-hmm. the European players who have to go to America are given zero. And I think I They're agree that's where money.
3: this strategic alliance now is probably the balance is a little bit too far in favor of the PGA Tour players and what they get in able to be able to come over to the top end DP World Tour events to play over here, as we saw in the Genesis Scottish Open. On the flip side, It's the bottom end of the DP World Tour who aren't getting into those big events because of that, they get to go and play the smaller events on the PGA Tour. So at least they've got somewhere to go and play. I I, I think I would personally like to see that strategic alliance balanced up in some way and I'd like to see greater benefits for DP World Tour members. But again, the power and the money in that relationship is coming from the PGA Tour and they're always going to dictate that. But, But we have to be, and the Tour and Keith Pelly, you would like to think have to be strong in negotiating, getting the best possible terms for the members and the players. Well,
0: that, that's that's what he says he's trying to do. Yeah. And you you know you've got to believe like, that he, that's what he's trying to do. But I, I find it uh, uh, at the moment it seems like they're going to like possibly cherry pick the best events. I know they brought Genesis in to sponsor it and that. Mm-hmm. So, but I I, and, uh, I find it uh, you know. I find I, I just can't understand why the people who run PJ Tour have run professional golf now. Let's be honest, for a long time and the European Tour have been behind them doing and I find it uh, I find it a bit odd that you know at the Players Championship in May, the, the powers at B.J. Moynihan said you know we've moved on from live. It's not going to happen. Well, and Pelly was with him, and if you're running a big multinational corporation. And your competitors, and you totally misjudge the situation, surely you've got to stand up and be counted for and say, I've made a big mistake here. Yeah. I mean, it, they have made, in my opinion, I mean, I know you might. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. In my opinion, they've yeah. made, clearly made an error of judgment.
1: I, I think they've definitely misjudged. They didn't see this, and this coming. coming and they and probably misjudged the, the investment yeah. that's going in. Yeah. Um, and sadly, you know, a lot of people don't hold them morales that the kit holds. No, no, no. Um, and money talks. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the fact of the world. And and you know at the end of the day, they're staging good quality events. Um, they're fifty four hole events. They are shotgun start events. They are not what the European Tour and what the PGA Tour oh, no. are about. It's a completely different golf tour. It's a completely different golf event. And if players want to go and do that, then they have to realise that. The regulations of these tours say so much.
0: What I, what I was going to say was well, just moving on. Just to ask you, Tim, from mm-hmm. like a member's point of view, do you think the members, uh, the people who watch you've got who watch some, well, they don't watch on Sky actually. Forgive me. No. Um, do you not think living. no? So, do you think they're they're going to kind of not buy into it? Do you think they're going to grow into watching this kind of golf, or do you think they'd rather stick with the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour? It's
2: <laughs> a very good question. At the moment, I'm hearing a lot more conversations of the Live Tour. Yeah. Um, I think like you mentioned about the way if you I know it's a massive part of it put the money to one side and look at it as an event personally I think the event itself is modern yeah I like what they're doing with the shotgun starts I don't know why I think gone are the days of the five and a half hour rounds Mm. if we're getting them shotgun starts going the live music I like that Mm. you're talking about where the money comes from I don't like that Here's yeah. a talking point. It's huge. Uh, I mean,
0: really, yeah. I mean, we could go on talking about this all yeah. night long, as you said. We could talk for four hours a bit, but <laughs> next, which we're not going to do. So I'm going to go. <laughs> but the, the, next, the next question, really, to all of you is, and this is this is the question: is where I mean, golf at the moment is in a mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the way the R&A dealt with the Greg Norman situation the other day, which I thought was. I'm a big fan of the rna i think they did great things but what they did there i think
3: was to wrong. to their defense yeah. greg norman has not turned up to no, a no, lot of no, recent no. opens I, I, so if he now suddenly wants to turn up to one they're looking at that and going well you you've, you've not you've turned fueled? up the last few years why do you want to come this year because you've got something to sell oh, yeah. Wait, i admit it could be perceived the rna banning greg norman for being a little bit petty but at the same time you kind of get it if you've not bothered turning up to the open for a few years oh now suddenly you've got something to flog and you want to come along and take the varnish off of what should be a Mm -hmm. wonderful celebration of golf which it absolutely was the 150th open championship at st andrews
0: but what you're saying there leads me really into the kind of summing up with Liv and and finalizing the the conversation on it. you know the big question is is you know you're going about tarnishing and and where do you think in Christmas time because obviously, clearly, yeah. the Stenson's now gone, he's the biggest one, they've gone after him. He was going to go before the Ryder Cup, mm-hmm. was captain, I think. But you know, once the FedEx finishes in August and the Americans go on to their NFL season, they mm-hmm. start forgetting about golf. And some of their big players are sat there at home and seeing some guy winning four million and another four million. There's going to be more go.
3: We will see more go for so next the, the year, and I think contracts have already been signed. Yeah,
0: the question is, where do you think in the 1st of January next year, where do you think golf's gonna be? Do you think those letters from Augusta will have fallen on the doorsteps of the live players?
3: So, the future success or otherwise of live golf boils down to two factors. That's whether it gets world ranking points, and then that is directly related to the second factor, which is access to majors. If live players don't have access to majors, that is a huge sticking point, and that will really threaten the future of the tour. If they're not accruing world ranking points by playing in live events, unless they've got an exemption for a major by previously winning one, now a few of the top players do, but certainly not all of them, then they will lose their ability to qualify for the majors. On the flip side, someone like Augusta National, who can just essentially do what they want, can come out tomorrow if they choose to do so, and say we will not invite anyone who plays for Liv because it's an invitational. They, yeah, can, invite like they, they can invite
0: who they want. And
3: anybody. where Augusta National goes, I think others may follow. I think I, I the RNA, the USGA, PGA of America, who organise the other three majors, it might be that Augusta National has to be the first one to move. Ultimately, if Liv doesn't get world ranking points, that makes it very hard to sell it. As a genuine golfing proposition, as a real tour in inverted commas, if it does, okay, we're now in a, in a very different, different let, conversation. Let's
0: say that it does get world ranking points. Which so could take three years. It took the Korean play, PGA some of these guys Tour three go and years. They can play in these international series. They can play, play in the, the Asian
3: Tour Asian events. They yeah. can. But I thought they all wanted to play less golf, and that's why it was yeah, great going let, to let, live. Let's <laughs> play <laughs> Europe? Ryan, let's, yeah, yeah.
0: Let's not. Get, <laughs> let, let's say that. I so see. let's say
3: they weren't being entirely honest when they said they wanted okay. to play less golf. Let's say they,
0: that they were
3: for some reason <laughs> being slightly disingenuous as to the reasons why they've gone, and it was all just about the yeah. money. Well, let's yeah, presume yeah. that might be the case, yeah, and they decide, the and they decide as well as the 14 live events next year. Which, although I want the freedom to play, and I had that on the PGA or the DP World Tour, I've actually committed to right. now a tour <laughs> where I have to play in 14 events, when yeah. and where I'm just told four to, four throughout months. the year. Just Plus four majors, the 18. In order to get in those four majors going forward, I'm going to add to those 18 events with, I don't know what, 12 or 14 events on the Asian Tour, which well, offers fewer world ATT. ranking I think points.
0: Be let, let's well, just,
3: no, I, I, I don't let, let's well, I don't think that is OTT. Well, anyway, if, it, if in reality you're looking to accrue enough world ranking points to keep stay in the top 50 in the world, and you're not getting them at 14 events you're playing. OK, so you're getting them at the majors. So if you have a good week in the majors, happy days. But you've essentially got to pick up the remaining world ranking points you would otherwise in a normal season on the PGA Tour or the DP World Tour somewhere else. And the Asian Tour will be fewer world ranking points. It might get bumped a little bit by perhaps some of these players going in and playing them and the strength of field improving. But then if that's in eight months time, by. Then and then no, all of their world no, rankings have no, come down, so no, it's not worth so much anyway. Back to the question
0: so, of where you think on the first of January, do you think? look, I'd go further then, because in my opinion, okay. these people have got to sit down. They can't carry on squabbling like this. It's like the <laughs> <and> players, <laughs> isn't it? They've got to sit <laughs> down. And what, where do you see say golf in this in a year's time? Well, you say you
3: say the they've schedule? got to sit down, but Surely if you're what if you're the DP Tour, DP World Tour, and the PJ Tour? The Live have stated they want the best forty-eight players in the world, and they are going to put, and that will put yeah, you out of business. Why of would majors. you sit down with someone whose stated aim, their entire ambition of what they want to do, is to put you out of business? Because if you let them in, they're not going to then stop out of the goodness of their heart. You have to stop it as quickly as possible. Now you might not be able to, but you've yeah, got but to try. If
0: you had, if you had someone from the PGA Tour and the European Tour. We're going to try if they, you know, at the moment I see it, that there's a lot of egos going on
1: and yeah, people think, won't talk. I think the key is here is we're all looking at it as the game that it is currently today, Yeah. as the game that it is unique by ranking points to go and play major tournaments. We're looking at it, you need to start looking at this in a completely different way. The live tour might not get its world ranking points, uh, and there's a high chance of that, considering mm. who's on the board that gives us world ranking points over. Um, but then again, do they need them? They're just a completely different entity. They're a 54. And then it
3: boils down to what the golfers want from their lives exactly. and their careers.
1: So if golfers want suddenly to play for a huge amount of money.
3: And you don't care about majors in or anything? Event, fair events yeah.
1: that are completely different setups, then that is your focus. Then you don't really care about the majors mm-hmm. or anything else. But that's where I see the live talk going. The big question is. If those 48 are not gonna get world ranking points, then they're not gonna be the 48. No. They don't ranked. remain
3: the big 48 no. names. so, for, so yeah. then you're
1: gonna get the new 48. So almost the Tour needs the PGA Tour to be developing the 48, so then it can come along and take the I
3: mean, let's people. be honest, these 48, or these names are names because of what they've done on the PGA Tour, on the DP World Tour, Correct, on, yeah. in the Ryder Cup, yeah, in the sure. majors, that's why they are sellable. That's why they are the biggest names in golf that they are going after. The problem then occurs in three or four years' time, as you say, if these players haven't been able to prove themselves, now they're signing up some really good young amateurs. The, the young Spanish lad they've just yeah. signed is a really good player. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, his stock, how does his stock rise just playing in live events? Because there's no heritage to it, because there's we don't know what the value of a live event win is. I mean you know, it might end up being worth a bit and people respect it, or it might just be, oh, he won over there and no one cares. Uh, but if that remains the case, they don't build their brands. They don't build well, well, the I reputation. Almost,
0: You're going to have to wrap up now. You're going to have to finalise what, what you said. It's
1: almost going to become an issue that when the PGA Tour sign uh, a, player, a player comes a member, they're almost going to have to sign a contract that they stay with that tour for 10 years. Otherwise, there's a humongous fine because if they become the development to the yeah. live tour, and they're constantly building these players to 48, and then losing them suddenly,
3: and, and protection against that is exactly why the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour have to stand up to live from their point of view in terms of protecting your business. Yeah. And protecting the golf ecosystem as a whole. Anyway,
0: anyway, as <laughs> you rightly said, we could go on all night. We about. could. If by the sounds, the sounds there'd be no TV well, program no, tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Well, no, exactly. We'd be <laughs> locked in <laughs> here and getting a, um, a Domino's Pizza. Well, but but I think
1: golf's going to be in January. I think it'll <laughs> be exactly where it is now. Uh,
3: yeah, I think we're, we're going to just continue to see battles in court, essentially, and it will get messier.
0: And from a, a club perspective, you know golf is is just going higher and higher and more in the yeah, news which has got it's, to be yeah. really in a, in, in a funny sort of way it's, it's taking it to the front pages nearly you mm. might do one they,
3: they say no all publicity is good publicity there's no such thing as bad publicity yeah. i think in certain instances there yeah, can I, be and I, I and, I, and think I think, one, I think the image of golf is not good yeah right now in that i
0: think really Finish up. I, this is why, anyway, we won't go on, but this, I think the image, they've got to be careful with the image of golf. Everybody concerned has got to be careful. They all have. Anyway. So that you guys can make a TV program tomorrow. <laughs> the main reason you're here is for the Euro program. It's not for the live <laughs> time. <top. Correct. laughs> so, so yeah, so <laughs> well that's what I'm trying to do anyway. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. So laughs> anyway, I would, uh, I'd just like to thank you all for coming. Tim, thanks a lot for, for, uh, for joining us tonight. And You've done a great job this week. And Thanks for the help with the program and everything. It was great. And uh, Hopefully, from the golf club's point of view, hmm. the event will be a success. Definitely. From your point of view and your point of view, thank you very much for joining Thanks us today. For having it's, having been us. <laughs> it's been interesting. It's been It's
1: been very good. We need another tape on the camera. <laughs> <we> <laughs> <do>. <laughs> I know. we can yeah. go another three hours. Yeah, no, it's so been um, good. But
0: it, it will be interesting to see where golf is come this time next year. If we're all back in the same room, you know, you just never know. But anyway, hopefully golf won't be tarnished and it'll carry on to boom. And good luck with the Euro Pro Tour for the rest of the season. Yeah. And we look forward to hopefully seeing you here again next year. Definitely. Brilliant. Thanks 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 for having us. Thank Thank you. you.